welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Phone lines are open, 217-629-7970 here. Good morning. It's Bo from BLH. I'm here with another Let's Talk Computers. Uh, I can't hear, like, the background music. I can hear you, no problem, Dave. But So we are here to discuss electronics, and uh, we have a recycling event today. We actually have two. We have one in uh, Auburn, and then we have one in Long Creek as well. So those recycling events are 9 to noon. They are convenience events, so people can bring out their recycling for it, uh, and they're usually put on by the town. So if you live in that town, you can typically recycle TVs at no cost. Otherwise, our warehouse is always open until 6 p.m. Wow. (laughs) And you pretty much recycle everything. Computers, printers. Yeah. Um, Pretty much, uh, I know people are asking me, do you do air fryers? Uh, No, that's more of like an appliance. So that would be somewhere. um, I think F&W Resources or Lay Metals are the two that take appliances. Uh, If you have any questions about this sort of stuff, even though we don't take everything, we can typically look. We have a a printed out version of it, which is a couple years old at this point, but or it's available online. It's Springfield's Room to Room Recycling Guide, (laughs) and it tells you pretty much every business in town that will accept whatever they will accept and some things that tells you like paint is one that you can't just throw away. You typically have to wait for an actual collection event for paint or if you can let it dry out in the can, you can just throw the can away at that point. But you definitely can't dump paint down the drain. So Yeah, I don't think I'd want to dump paint down the drain. Light bulbs aren't something that we accept, but we know of a couple of places that take them even if, uh, and usually on this it'll say that there might be a small fee associated with that as well. So just try and give everybody the most heads up possible recycling this sort of stuff. Well, a lot of times uh, I know like what Springfield, when you do do uh, recycle items, they cover sometimes that fee, yeah. correct? So that way you're not paying, even though there is a, there is a fee behind yeah. the scenes as part of the year. Yeah, we get charged for any type of LCD device. So uh, it's not uh, phones or tablets. That's just like uh, monitors or televisions. Um, the city of Springfield and... Uh, City Water, Light, and Power have a CWLP have a, a thing together for Springfield residents. So if you're a Springfield resident and you live within the city limits, we look at your driver's license and we take up to three TVs or monitors per household per year at no cost. Um, if uh, your your driver's license doesn't quite show up, uh, your CWLP bill will have a waste and recycling $3 fee, I think is what it is on it. And that is what allows you to recycle that stuff. So, so you'd have to bring in the, the CWLP building? Is that what yeah. If, okay. Well, All if right. your address on, we've had some addresses on the driver's license, it just says like, you're just right outside the city limits. <laughs> you might be a new address and like a new area that's being built, um, but you're oh, a so CWLP at, uh Customer, Customer. Yeah. so yeah, um, so yeah. If you happen to bring that in and it says that waste and recycling on it, we will definitely take it at that point too, and we'll always take the recycling. It's just there might be that fee for it if you live outside of the city limits. And these these recycling events, I was looking a couple weeks ago. You did one in Petersburg, yep. and it's it's massive. You yeah. you guys bring out the trucks. You you have the pallets. I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah, we have some that this. like two or three. We take two or three of our box truck, which can hold I think it's eleven thousand pounds, or we have to get a semi, which can hold like. 
I think it's 27,000, I think is what oh, it wow. is. I mean, we get, yeah, we get quite <laughs> a bit of weight at these recycling events, and we recycle a extreme amount of electronic waste every year. And now, do you when you get these the semis and the big box trucks? Do you bring it to the Stevenson Drive location to start recycling it, or how? Where does that go after that? Most of the time, I think the semis actually go up to Chicago. USM is our parent company, and they actually own a smelter, and they oh, okay. we break a lot of things down and send them to them, and then they'll refine it even farther. Um, but yeah, I think a lot. I think the semis themselves go directly to USM. They might come to BLH too. Or I think it just depends on. The specifics, I guess. <laughs> now, I know I've had, too, people a- ask me, you know, if I recycle, like, my computer or my television, because a lot of people don't think the smart TVs, they contain your username, yep. your password on there if you haven't cleared that out, and people don't think about that. How how am I protected? Like, if I go recycle it, you have a process, correct? So yeah. Yeah, we are definitely certified in data destruction. We had several uh, rules that we had to follow. We get audited on this sort of stuff at least once a year. So they come in and they check to make sure we're following all the rules as far as data procedures go. I mean, these are people's entire lives that right. we're talking about. So, yeah, if it is a drive that would be put in a machine, we would sell. It gets wiped three separate times, and then we will actually try and recover data on it to make sure that we were able to successfully remove all the data, and we're successful at that. Um, if it's something that wouldn't be wiped, like t TVs or smaller, older drives, they get physically destroyed. Oh, wow. So they'll go in some kind of shredder, get broken down. The boards will get broken Chum, up with yeah, up. all of the pieces <laughs> of metal broken off of them. So, but yeah, that's one thing that most people don't think about is just the massive amount of electronics that just store your personal data in them. And TVs are one that I heard them talking about last week when I was at the shop and Brian was here. Uh, if you just have it automatically logged into Netflix or if you have it automatically HBO logged Max. into HBO or Amazon or anything like that, there's personal data already attached to it and you can either use the account to do, you know, whatever or somehow extract that data and it's or buy stuff if you got an yeah. Amazon account linked to it or or even yep. those little Roku Roku sticks. Yep. Same thing. You I mean, just hold personal data. Yep. They, and people like I said people just don't think about that. Yep. Your phone and I think another thing that was brought up last week too is a lot of times people have their home address in their phone. Yep. Well, if somebody gets that phone, now they know exactly where you live. If they steal that car, they know yeah. where to take that car, what garage door opener. To- I think your phone is one of the utmost important things that you own nowadays. A lot of people actually have an app on their phone that unlocks their car. Yes. So if you have their phone and they don't have it like fingerprint uh, security or just some kind of passcode that is easy to get through, if you get access to the phone, I mean, you have people's entire lives in the palm of your hand. You have, If you have access to their email address, it's pretty much the exact same thing. If you can change all of their accounts linked to their email address. Yeah, so all of this stuff is very intertwined, and phones are definitely something that we take pretty seriously as well. Yeah, we, I mean, we, our lives, like you said, our lives are just relying on the phones. And I, I, I never really thought about it before until I heard, you know, last last week when Brian was talking about it, and he suggested, like, in your phone, don't use your home address. Use, like, a nearby, yeah. like, a school or a nearby location so that way somebody doesn't know your exact address. Yeah, a P.O. box is another thing. Some people get things sent to a P.O. box just so that their home address isn't available on, you know, UPS or wherever else that you would order something from. So a P.O. box would be another thing that you could put in. In there and if somebody wants to return your phone if they find it lost because we do have good Samaritans that still exist in the world <laughs> if somebody wants to do that uh, I think that's more incentivized nowadays because phones are really 
protected from yes. if you just lose it and you follow the correct fail safes of putting a password on it and having a, a two-factor authentication anything like that it's really hard for people to do things with your phone unless they know your passwords well i i mean i know i have i have the two-factor authentication on my phone you know i have the passcode on my phone but sometimes you get some of the older generation they don't want to put a password on yeah. it and they're learning the smartphone and they're like, well, I can't remember that. Or, you know, they're not sure. Or they get one of those suspicious emails yeah. and they're not sure they click on it. And those are the type of people that I kind of worry about too, because I knew a guy, he, he took, I put a passcode on his phone. He took it off. I was helping him with it. I said, you need to have this passcode on there because somebody gets the phone. They know your information. They know yeah. your, your bank account information because he had his banking app automatically log in from the phone. And a lot of times what people don't think about is if they were to get like your Facebook account, that might not be that big of a deal, right? It's just a Facebook account. But if they could use that account to get access to other accounts, not even just yours specifically, my aunt uh, messaged me through Facebook Messenger uh, two to three weeks ago, actually, and she just said, hey, and I was like, hey, I haven't talked to you for a while, and she's like, hey, I need your help. Facebook locked me out, blah, blah, blah. I need to send a message to your phone, and then you read me the pin if you could help me log in. And I'm, I know these sort of things, so I was automatically suspicious, and I was suspicious of the way she was talking in general. That's just not the way my aunt speaks as a person. Right. Uh, it only took two questions. I asked um, why she needed... Uh, somebody else in order to give her this code and she said it's just the way that Facebook works and then the other one was if I she could send me a picture of what Facebook is telling her exactly and she blocked me and that's because oh. her account had been hacked it wasn't her oh. it was somebody else fishing for other people's accounts what you do is if you go to Facebook and you put my Bo's email address in there oh. forgot password it would two-factor authenticate it to my phone so if my phone just got a text message with a code in it and I gave you that code and you put it in, you could then change my password and then you now have access to my email address, my, or uh, my Facebook account anyways. And you can have access to some websites automatically log in through Facebook. So uh, I don't recommend that. Yeah, I, I definitely I, don't recommend <laughs> that either. But a lot of people like that convenience of that sort of thing. So uh, it's just some of the ways that people can get additional information just by the tiniest little things sometimes. Well, it's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. And we'll be right back after this. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. Welcome back. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before the break just about people's personal information and uh, the things that would hold personal information that you wouldn't think about. And one thing that I wanted to discuss a little bit is uh, something I learned about this. It was actually last week, but I wasn't here last week, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if anybody watches John Oliver. He is the host of, I think it's The Late Show is what it is. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, I don't remember exactly what it is, but uh, he was on The Daily Show a long time ago, and I, I always thought he was hilarious, and I love how The Daily Show brings real points of view into the humor spotlight, so that just helps people associate a little bit better. Um, 
But he is engaging in what a lot of people have called legal blackmail. And obviously, blackmail in and of itself is, you know, that's not a good thing to have. But no. <laughs> in at, least, at least in this particular instance, it seems, um, I don't know if it's more blackmail or just making people do the right thing. Okay. So uh, he had a segment on data brokers. And these are companies, businesses who legally sell your personal information. It's completely legal for them to do this. And what he did is he was able to contact these organizations and he was able to purchase the data history of, I. they went very specific with it. He wanted any IP address that was within a certain time frame at the U.S. Capitol uh, and the any of these IP addresses that searched for four particular key terms. And that was, they looked for uh, massage, uh, hair loss, midlife crisis, and what was the other one? Divorce. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you were five miles within the, the U.S. Capitol between, I don't remember what months it was, but between these two months, and if you ever pulled out your phone, your tablet, your computer, logged into the internet, and you searched for these things on the internet, he was able to buy your IP addresses who had gone and looked at these things. And then oh what, <laughs> what they're able to do, that doesn't necessarily tell who is who necessarily. But what you're able to do at that point, once you purchase this information, is they created ads. They created pictures that when you click on it, take you to a link. And what these pictures were is they were designed to get people to click on them. And when you click on them, you actually give access to this website to gather much, much, much more data from you than you thought possible. So John Oliver actually has a manila envelope full of the search histories for several of our U.S. senators. So these are actual search people you were able to, if you find this IP address and you know this email address and this Facebook account and this YouTube account are always logged in from this IP address, you have a pretty good idea of who is who. Right. So you have a good idea of, you know, so-and-so sits on his computer from these hours to these hours. We know these things were searched during this time. So John Oliver is threatening. He is taking a page from an act that happened in the 80s where a, uh, let's see, who was it? There is a, a congressperson who was running, and he decided to go to the local video store and see if he could see the video rental history for his competitor. So, And that's not an illegal thing to do. So sure, yeah, you can see what your competitor has been renting from our video store over the past several months. And within seven days, Congress had enacted a law that made that illegal. Oh, wow. Your video privacy matters. People can't just look up what you are watching and looking at. Unless you tell them that's, you know, it's legal. Yeah. But that's another sort of thing where, uh, if, if these laws aren't in place, what is to stop people from using them against Congress right. in particular? Yeah. So he has a manila envelope that is full of these search histories of several of our U.S. senators, and it's not illegal to present that information to the public. Oh, wow. It's not illegal for us to say, because this is public information that computers are gathering because you told them that they could. You probably agreed to it. Yep. And maybe somewhere in the terms of service. Term. Yep. The cookies have a lot to do with it. A lot of the time, that's just a token that automatically recognizes you. But YouTube automatically recognizes that I'm the person who goes to that website as soon as I go to it. So uh, it's not illegal for him to present the search history of these Congress members unless they enact a law that makes it illegal. 
Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's just crazy to think about that. Yep. But if you stop and think about that, too, your phones are always listening yep. to you. I noticed one time I talked about flying. Next thing I know, an hour later, I had fly out of here, this price here, fly here. We we offer the best deals. It's like, what? <laughs> Where did this and even come from? That's and why I he didn't did even, this. Yeah. I didn't even search on it. It's like, what the heck? But everything is so connected, and uh, there have been politicians who have ran on, and like their entire running point is that there are companies who know every single every single fact about you. And I mean, they mean they know literally, literally every single fact about you. If you would rather choose yellow or blue, if you would rather have tacos or pizza, if you wow. like your mom or your dad more, they know if you're getting ready to be divorced before you do. That's that's crazy to think if somebody knows more about you than yep. you. And it's simple, <laughs> simple psychology, really. It's you putting your information out there and then putting psychology along with it. You're able to get a better picture of how people think and how they operate, and then you can understand them. And it's it's designed for advertising. It's just designed for money. It's to make as much money as possible. You get targeted ads because they want you to watch these ads. They want you to buy the product. And it just, oh, man, it, I've hated it for a long time. I've really hated targeted ads. I wish that these companies didn't collect as much data on us as they do. And um, it seems like it's gotten worse over the, I mean, worse over the years of, I've, that I've noticed. I yeah. don't know about it. And that's one of the reasons why I use DuckDuckGo as opposed oh. to Google. Uh, it looks like we got a call coming I in. I think so we let's got a call. Real quick. We got a call coming in. Let's see here. Hello, you're on WMAY. Caller, are you there? You're on WMAY. Windows 11 requires two extremely specific things. One is an 8th gen processor or newer, and the other one is TPM 2.0 chip, which is a security chip. And if your computer just doesn't have either one of those, then it's just, it's not going to run Windows 11. And I think oh, okay. that that, I actually think that that is going to be a huge reason why they reduce oh. the requirements for Windows 11. At least I'm hoping that they do. But yeah. I know they talked about it, but I don't know if they've actually done it yet. I know that uh, they went from a, I think it was a ninth gen to an eighth gen. Maybe it was an eighth gen to a seventh gen. I don't remember, but it's either seventh or eighth gen that you have to have. Right. And a lot of people really don't have uh, those higher end machines. Really, nothing that we sell out of BLH right now can run uh, Windows 11. We do have some in the back that we've been working on, but if we can't support Windows 10, <laughs> we are losing a lot of different models of computers. So I do think that something's going to end up changing. But as of right now, you just kind of sit tight, and Windows 10 is still supported for sure. it's at least two more years. They announced it was like six yeah. months or so ago, the Windows 11 stuff. So it's at least two is, years. Is Windows, 11, is Windows 11 worth going to? Um, I've messed around with it a little bit. I don't notice a huge change other than it looks a little different. Um and with the TPM chip, it is supposed to be more secure. So uh, as of right now, I don't see any huge reason to go. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We're going to take our commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to WMAY 92. 
Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. Yeah, if you want to talk about any kind of the data security specifics that we have, or if you have any questions about what kind of stuff could track you where and when, feel free to call and ask us any questions. Uh, we like to talk about security on here, so we talk about, like, 7-Zip has recently had a vulnerability that has been realized, um, and the long and short of it is that 7-Zip allows certain things to run at a higher level elevated access than they should be allowed to run at. So uh, if people can somehow remote your computer and use 7-Zip to gain administrative access, they could then do all kinds of nonsense with it. So you want to make sure you update, update, update. (laughs) I say as of, it was 420, I think, is when they announced that they, there was an update to it. So just make sure that your 7-Zip program is up to date. (laughs) Search for it in the little search bar, open it, and then there's usually like an about button somewhere that you can check. (laughs) It's very important to keep these kind of things up to date. As far as like Windows 10 updates go, I typically tell people to update them as soon as they come out. And if you are using like the... uh, I can't think of it now. The tester, the oh, tester the version, testing? yeah, the beta tester version. That yeah. you definitely hold off on because you want to download it and see if anything messes up or if you have any kind of issues or not. Because they usually have bugs when those yeah. those get released. Right but if away. you don't have that kind of a version, uh, if you have just the normal Windows 10 version, I say keep it completely up to date. Especially the major security updates. Typically, they don't release those unless they notice something. Right. crazy that needs to be addressed. And, and you can schedule those updates to run at yep. night, to install, reboot, so that way you're not without your computer. Because you I know a lot of times people, they decide, oh, I'm just going to update now, and then an hour down the road, updating, updating. Yeah, and you can also choose to do like metered updates so that they meet, they download over like a much longer period of time to prevent you from using all of your internet within, you know, some people have only limited amounts of internet. So if you, if you do have a limited amount of internet, using the metered updates is a pretty good idea as well. Um, or take it to like a shop like us and see if we can update it for you. But yeah, security, definitely security is definitely a big a big, big thing, just like your phones, too, you want to update. Yeah. There was like two or three weeks ago that VLC had a major vulnerability as well, but that was if you had downloaded VLC from some kind of third-party website as opposed to VLC itself. Uh, it would come with a more base version of it, so that would just need to be updated. Um, and then there was actually, I there was a article I read a little while ago that a hacker had claimed that he had full remote access to over 25 Teslas. What? So he was able to wirelessly access these and he was able to turn the car off and on. He was able to play music. He was able to, I think it said he could engage it and drive. Um, but these are Teslas that have brand new software on them. So the very base version of the software, if they weren't updated at either the factory or the sales uh, wherever sales dealership that you got it from. Um, it's kind of funny now to think that you, when you go to buy a car, you don't just have to look at like Hello Blue Book or anything else right. to make sure that it's been taken care of. But is the software up to date? Yeah. Has the previous owner's personal information been removed from it or not? Yeah, because uh, I noticed uh, one time, uh, I think Brian talked about this last week too, they rented a car yep. and they got in the car and it had the, the previous person they had downloaded their entire address book into the car 
and so like, you just see that stuff because yeah. if especially uh, rental places, I think rental places definitely need to have some policy where bring it in, do a data wipe. They got to figure out a way to do it quickly because, yeah, if you get in a car and link your Pandora account to it, then your Pandora account is now linked to it. And that might not be a huge deal, but... There but it could are, be. I mean, depends. I mean, yeah, it, there are definitely ways that you can use this information to get other information, to get other information from other people. Like I mentioned, the, the Facebook thing. Right. You get in the hands of the wrong person, and they're like, "Oh, yep. now I know their password. I know what they like. They like pepperoni pizza. They like, you know, uh, they like just some odd things. And now I can use this against them. I can probably figure out their password because, or not even them specifically. If you want to target someone like their family members, if right. you are able to figure that information out. And most of the time, when we're talking about hackers, we're talking about people who have way too much time and way too little responsibilities. So it's not unreasonable to think somebody would spend months just trying to get any little piece of information out of you that they can. Uh, most of the time, average people aren't targeted, but you can definitely become a target if like you answer one of these text messages right. or like my aunt who had messaged me if I were to just send her that number she was asking for and then she would then have access to my account and then who knows whose account she could get from there. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, and it makes me worry too because like I, there was a story that we have here about the cruise. It, it, uh, oh, I think we have a call coming in. Let's take this call here. Hello, you're on 92.7 WMAY. Hey, this is Brian. How are you doing? Hey, morning, well, Brian. Hey, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I figured I would call and just, we have a huge uh, recycling event scheduled today, and I didn't know if Bo had talked about it. Yes, sir. I've yes. been busy and haven't, haven't been able to listen. Uh, but uh, no, the Auburn event is going great. We're out here in uh, Auburn at the fire station collecting, going uh, really, uh, really well. It is a convenience event, so if you live anywhere around Auburn, you can come and take advantage of it. Uh, we're in Long Creek today. They are doing quite well, but you have to live there. Oh, really? Uh, we, are, <laughs> we are we are in Casey, Illinois today. Oh, I actually know about that event one. There. Yep. Uh, they, uh, you do not have to live in Casey. Uh, so if you're around there, you can go ahead and go there. We also are in Effingham today. If... Uh, you want to swing by the Methodist Church. We have a group there doing an event. So we are at four locations collecting electronics today. We'll probably bring in well over 100,000 pounds oh, wow. of electronics just today. Wow. BLH is everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't know about the last two, as a matter of fact, so I appreciate I you calling in. You, I, forgot, I forgot to tell you about that. We, we have a lot uh, they're going being, on. <laughs> they're being handled, uh, they are being handled, handled by a partner group we have that uh, is a big electronics. Uh, they're a big recycling group, so they wanted to do it. We provided them the training and the equipment. They're taking care of it. Which is great. We've so, definitely done that and gone and picked up from these places before, so these kind of events uh, are pretty smooth. It is a beautiful day out here in Auburn. A little windy. But, uh, I was going to say, it looks you know, like it's a little windy. <laughs> wind doesn't hurt. Rain is bad. <laughs> so, come on out and see us. We've got uh, plenty of capacity to get you taken care of. Bring your old printers and your computers, and you, you've oh, got, like, TVs. TVs, yeah. And you can be uh, certain that we are certified in data destruction, so any of this stuff that comes in with personal data attached to it, we are guaranteed to take care of. We yep. either remove it or it's physically destroyed. Yep. So, and it's been physically destroyed if we remove it. Yep. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so well, nobody sometimes I, we get people that just drop off cell phones all the time. Those are shredded. 
Uh, we get hard drives. We had a guy just bring in a box of hard drives. So he's like, are these going to get taken care of? Like, as soon as we get back to the office, they'll get shredded. Yep. Uh, so he uh, he was very happy about that. Well, I think last uh, last week or two weeks ago when we were talking to you, you've had people just leave stuff out in front of your door, and that's something you don't want to do is leave it out no. in front of and and I, there people. Are several reasons. There are several reasons that is a bad idea. Reason number one is a bad idea is if you're legal it's a ten thousand dollars fine. Yep. Reason Ouch. number two, it's a bad idea is if your personal data was on there, I don't know who picked it up. Yeah. I don't remember anything being there. If some thief oh. walks by in the middle of the night and just grabs it and takes it home, they now have access to anything that you dropped off. Dropped off. That's very why we have specific your, hours. And if, and if you had your tax returns on your computer, they now have your social security number. They know your address. They know your name, your full name. They also know how much money you make, so they know if you're a good target. Yikes. <laughs> yep. So... You definitely um, don't want that. You definitely don't want that. And they another, know your, they know your bank account information because you had it direct deposited for your refunds. Yeah, you do not want to leave that stuff outside. It's a very bad idea, and it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. I don't think some people might not realize that, but it is. It's very illegal to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's no different than driving in the country and pushing that couch out of the back of your pickup truck. Uh, that uh, it, it, it somebody has to deal with it. Somebody it's has to deal it's with illegal. it. Yeah, it takes county resources. It takes city resources. So you do need to make sure that you recycle it. We're there. We're there eight to six, Monday through Friday, Saturday, ten to six. If you can't hit those, you're not trying hard. But just imagine if your couch you accidentally <laughs> left your wallet in it too. So you push yeah, your couch out the back, and it's got your wallet in it. It's got everything yeah. that you you know everything that points to who you are directly. Maybe you got some loose change in there too, yeah. or. Hundred dollar bills just stuck in there. <laughs> now you just lost oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have a great one. Thank you very much for uh, taking my call. I don't have a good computer question. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, well no, you that, people that, who can handle them. So. That's fine. We were we were talking about that, and we were also talking about a point you brought up last week too about your cell phones not putting your actual address in the cell phone. Put oh, like yeah. a put like you know like work. the grocery store or, or work or some someplace else nearby. You know, to where, again, as long as you get on I-55 or I-72, you know how to get to your house from there. You don't need the actual physical address uh, in order for GPS to get you from St. Louis home. Right, right. Uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, I did have an interesting problem uh, this week that I even required Miguel's help for. I was having a hard time figuring it out. My surface decided my privacy settings were not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And it made and it turned the microphone off in privacy settings. Yikes. So when, Yikes. I, when my microphone stopped working for uh, Zoom, I uninstalled and reinstalled the microphone, which is exactly what you would do with it anymore. Yep. And that... Uninstalled and reinstalled. Yeah, that didn't fix it. No. So I uninstalled and reinstalled all the drivers for all the sound stuff. Yep, that didn't do it either. So I took it into the lab. And I'm like, hell, what, what's going on? He worked on it for a few minutes and it turns your privacy settings on so the microphone isn't listening to you. I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of having a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I would so. prefer it not to listen when the microphone is off, but, right. yeah. But it does. Yeah, when, it's I'm on, not it's Zoom, yeah. yeah, when I'm not in Zoom, I'd appreciate it if you didn't listen. But uh, uh, we were talking about that uh, last week with Google. 
that uh, we had a Google Home come in and we were messing with it. And Miguel turned off the microphone and it tells us, um, I can't hear you, the microphone is off. Well, how do you know the microphone yeah, is off? Yeah, I say it still heard enough to respond that though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's better to assume that microphones and cameras are always on. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But I had a I had a similar issue with a webcam for somebody I was helping with, and we couldn't get the webcam to turn on, and it was a privacy setting. Yeah. You forget about those privacy settings that uh, you got to go in and uh, adjust yep. those. Update it. Okay. All right. It's well, Let's guys, Talk Computers and Internet. You got to go to a break, so uh, have a great one. Good okay. to talk to everybody, and come visit me in Auburn. All right. Let's talk computers and internet with BLH Computers. Phone lines are still open, 217-629-7970. A bunch of recycling events, as Brian just called in, reminding us, one in Effingham, one in Auburn, one in... Long Creek, and then what was the last one? Man, I don't remember because he didn't tell me. Kate, was it Casey? I'm sorry. I honestly don't remember, and I don't want to tell people the wrong thing, unfortunately. (laughs) When he was at BLH this morning grabbing the truck because him and Heather were taking off to go to the events, he was like, yeah, Auburn and Long Creek for sure. So those are the ones that I know for a fact. He just called in and said, yeah, Effingham, and man, I don't remember what the other one was. But those are events that we're not necessarily at. They're collecting stuff, and then we'll go and pick them up. And like he said, we provide a lot of the materials, and we provide the training on how to appropriately package and store these things so that we can come and pick them up. We're usually there within a day or two, so and it usually doesn't sit long. And you're you're like the the biggest recycling place in central Illinois. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys do recycling for pretty much everybody, everywhere. Yep. We do it's tons great. of businesses. We do plenty of hospitals recycling. So yeah, data security is one of the biggest things that we offer because we recycle for lawyers' offices. We recycle for hospitals. We recycle for many, 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 many businesses. Yes. I mean, security, security, security. Make sure that you update your phones, your computers. Yep. I mean, don't dump off like we talked about earlier. Don't dump off your your hard drives in front of the in front of BLH. That's illegal. Yeah. I mean, and they, and BLH, you're certified. You're uh, and re- steward. really, I, I honestly don't even care about the whether it's illegal. I do. I, I don't want that to sound wrong. I obviously care, but it's not as much of a concern as somebody else getting right. just a collection of your data. I mean, yeah, you hook that hard drive up to another computer and it's automatically logged into email, Facebook, YouTube, bank account. <laughs> Maybe uh, some people have like uh, hospital apps on there so they know what your medical history is. And I, I mean, obviously, whether it's legal or not is a concern. Of mine. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but but to me, that, oh, I that think is we a got bigger a, concern. I think we got a call coming in. Hello, you're on WMAY 92.7. Hey, guys. I'm a uh, Springfield resident by fact that my wife wants to live here, not that I do. And my <laughs> question is, it's only been that way for 37 years, guys. Come on. It changed tomorrow, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my question is this. I know on larger items like TVs, there's a limit to what you can bring in over a year's time. I, I think it's two maybe or used to be that way. I'm not sure if it is now. Um, on hard drives, I've got several mechanical hard drives that we just don't use anymore. We've moved to the uh, little thin NVMe WXYZ. Yep, whatever drives awesome. that everybody 
which are amazingly fast. Yes, they are. Send them on the Thunderbolt 4 con- connection. Compare that to a USB connection and see which one's faster. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, is there a limit on the number of those that we could bring in at one time? Or, I mean, I've got, I'm talking like five or six of them. No, it? not at all. Um, as far as TVs go, it's three per household per year that we will accept at no cost. We will accept any amount of TVs or monitors. It's just those three that are free. And we try and take the most expensive ones for free, so that's uh, cheaper on the customer. Um, but as far as any other electronics, any hard drives, anything like that, we take as many of it as you have at any point in time. Usually if it's a, a business and you need a certificate of data destruction showing, you know, serialized and that for sure we've destroyed these things and we videotape it at that point. That takes a little bit longer, but if you're just a, a resident and you want to get rid of five, six hard drives, just bring them in and we'll take them at no cost. My name is Joe Schmo and I am just a resident, so Rock there you roll. go. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you this afternoon, Joe. All right, yeah. Come, come into the store. <laughs> Yep, just come on in. Uh, we are open until 6 p.m. Usually our warehouse closes at 5 p.m., so we try and ask for any recycling be in before then. We definitely take things past that, but we're usually trying to, like, finalize and finish the stuff in the back and get everything all packed up and everything brought in from outside. So we try and use that last hour of closing down the warehouse. So try to get there by, you said, 5 on yep. Yep. yep, five right. on Saturdays. Give them a little bit of time. Yep. You start processing all that. But otherwise, we take any of that kind of stuff. We take any electronics that don't fr- come from the kitchen or the bathroom. Most appliances, there are other places here in town that you can take those to, and we can actually help find those as well. I think you got the list on your... I think we talked about this earlier again. Yep. You got the list on your website, what you do and you don't take. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also Springfield's Room to Room Recycling Guide, which we have a physical printout of it, or it's just available if you just Google Springfield. Springfield's Room to Room Recycling Guide. It'll tell you pretty much everywhere to take everything. Some of them are, oh, to recycle, uh, I think thermometers is, like, mercury thermometers is one you need to, like, wait for an actual specific Springfield function event. event. Yeah. Um, some places you can call the courthouse and find out what they want you to do with this sort of stuff. Uh, now, on the thermometers, <laughs> how do you know if it's mercury or not mercury? Does it say on there? I, I'm not really... I think only the really, really old ones are mercury. I think pretty much, uh, if it's electronic, it should be a non-mercury thermometer. Okay. So, okay. this should be we take those, no problem. Um, smoke detectors are one that we do not accept. They're just a uh, radiation hazard, I think is what it is. So most of the time for smoke detectors, you need to contact the smoke detector manufacturer and see what they would prefer. Recommend. To, what they would recommend, yeah. What about carbon monoxide? Same same thing? Yep. With mm-hmm. the old detectors yep. with those? Any of those kind of stuff that take, you know, the stuff out of the air. We do take the filters, so um, like air, fil- oh. air purifier filters or something that we accept, no problem. But like smoke detectors or carbon monoxide detectors or something we wouldn't accept. But, yeah, these are big, like I said, these are big, big events that you guys do, and it's great. Yeah, like he said, we're going to get probably about 100,000 pounds today. I can't just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine all that electronic stuff. I mean, I saw, like I said, the Petersburg one, you guys had pallets just of stuff that people recycled with with the printers, with the computers, with the monitors. I mean, it was, it was crazy, crazy. It's it's pretty cool going to some of our downstreams, too. There's a place in Iowa that we sent a lot of glass to, uh, and they have a literal mountain. I mean, it's a giant mountain that if the sun hits it right, it looks like there's snow all over it. But it's not snow. It's just a mountain made out of glass that they will be doing, I'm not sure with what, but... 
Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a big thing, and then this is recent. April is Recycle Month, and yesterday was Earth, Earth Day. Day. Yep, yep. So, so hopefully, went out and planted a tree or played. played outside. Anyways, I definitely went for a walk with the kids, so we got out for a little bit and enjoyed. It's a beautiful day yesterday, and it's a beautiful yes, day today I was, too. I would so. say it's a, it's beautiful. Looks like the sun's finally trying to, <laughs> trying to peek out there a little bit, just just a little bit. We say that, and it's gonna snow or something. Yeah, Sorry, don't, I don't mean to jinx it. I promise. Don't say that for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to hear that right now. Hopefully not until like November or something, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I've enjoyed this. But uh, like I said, the recycle, how, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, if you want to come to BLH in Springfield, we are at 1832 Stevenson Drive. We are there until 6 p.m. to fix electronics or sell computers, tablets, or uh, recycle stuff. We're also at 832 South Main in Jacksonville and 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville. You can find us on our website, blhcomputers.com, or on our